After two decades of conversations, there's always a story to share. 20 years of Cape Talk. Join the conversation. Now, as promised, October is time to celebrate. Why? Because this beauty of a baby, 567 Medium Wave Cape Talk, turns 20. 20 years ago, that bold decision was made to take on the market. The 14th of October, 1997 was the date, as one looks back and looks at the grey hairs and goes, yes, I I remember that. Uh, Every morning this month, we'll be reflecting on two decades' worth of conversations by taking a look at some of the big stories that Cape Talk covered. And today, we're carrying out, just talking about... Um, what's happened with PAGAD, that whole campaign. I want to take you way, way back. Uh, 1999 is the year that we focus on. And Charlotte Kilbane, welcome. She is the news editor. You were a journo at the time covering all of this. My word, where does one even start? I mean, Kino, really, I'm, I'm thinking of this. I was a baby then, hey? I was like 23 yep. years old. I was two years in the business. I, I was an idiot because, you know, everybody is it. Sorry, all the 23-year-olds, 24-year-olds out there. You're pretty much an idiot then. Yep. And we found ourselves as a, as a young and new newsroom thrust into this national story of enormous importance that just didn't stop. Who are your colleagues in the newsroom? Come, let's let's just go okay, back to see. the day. Some of the so, names you might remember. Back then, so I know you spoke to Bobby Brown. Yes. So Bobby Brown covered Planet Hollywood um, and I, 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 was, I was on leave at that stage and mm. I remember being in Joburg and going, Oh my God, how oh, am I there. not in the newsroom, you know, for, yep. for this huge thing? Annika Larson was, was huge yes. in our newsroom back then. Catherine Rice was in our newsroom wow. back then. Nisa Ali, kind of later on yep. uh, in the Urban Terror campaign. You're also going to be talking to her, I believe. That's correct. Uh, a little bit later in the month. Um, yeah, and it's sort of a host of people. One of, one of the, the, probably the, the people who, who covered the story the best. Um, was Marianne Merton, who's, yes. who now writes for the Daily Maverick, who was this, was and is this brilliant journalist with all these amazing community contacts. But it's surprising to me sometimes, Kino, because as you keep mentioning, it's 20 years. So I, I mean, I've been 20 years in the business. I remember covering these stories, yeah. but now running a newsroom, which again is quite young, having conversations with some of our, our reporters who go, what, what is this urban terror campaign thing that you're um, talking about? And who is Dalla Omar again? Yeah, you know, why did we name a street after? No, they're not quite that bad. But I'm joking. I literally had a conversation a couple of days ago about this, and one of the reporters said, what was that? And I was like, how, how do you not know what that is? Like, That's a good really? place to start. And, and what was it? It, mm. it was a series. I mean, there were dozens over two years, dozens of bombings, uh, in, in and around Cape Town. Yep. Often people will think of the kind of the beginning of the urban terror campaign as Planet Hollywood. Yep. But that wasn't the beginning of the urban terror campaign. Before that, for months and months and months, there had been a series of pipe bomb attacks on private homes, on businesses, um, in places like Retreat and Gatesville, yep. um, and, and those kinds of places. So we had been covering those stories anyway. I mean, I remember one story in particular, um, arriving at probably about a half an hour, uh, after the bomb had gone off yeah. and it was a corner shop that had been bombed. And the corner shop had a stock of spice in it. And getting out of the then branded EWN news car, 
closing the door and just being assaulted by the smell of burnt spice. And that was happening all the time. So we kind of look at Planet Hollywood as the beginning. And then we think of um, the the, uh, Camps Bay and, uh, sorry, the St. Elmo's in Camps Bay that was bombed. Uh, People were maimed in that bombing. Uh, We think of the Manos bomb blast, uh, which I talk about in the the video, which was kind of a weird story because that happened on on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. I happened to have a very old school friend who had come to visit me in Cape Town and we were planning to go out that night living in Seapoint thought we'll go out on the razzle we'll have a nice dance whatever and we'll have some fun and um, we got the call as we were getting ready and so we with him in tow we ran off to the scene of the Manos bomb blast a policeman who had responded to the bomb threat the bomb had actually gone off it was detonated by a cell phone so remote detonated and they'd been injured in this and literally filed stories in a micro mini and high heels, which has never <laughs> happened since, trust me, and never, ever will again. But, you know, it's, it's wonderful to sit and reflect on this because Cape Talk has always mm. been such a nexus for people in this city. And yeah. it's, I, I feel very sentimental about this 20 mm. years, and I feel actually quite emotional about it. Because yeah. when you think of all the milestone things, it, it's been this like nexus where you can pour out your anger, your grief, your ideas, and have this beautiful forum where you can you can converse and you can learn something. And it's really just been such a privilege. I, I remember working at the SABC when they still had a half-decent people working in management. <laughs> um, and remember the Stachy incident where Stachy was actually – yes. myself and Rene Skibby. Or, well, Rene Del Carmi now, um, we, we were dealing and editing the footage mm. of him being taken, lynched. Shot, yeah. lynched. And we were debating whether we're going to be using this on TV or not, and we did use some of it. Mm. And, but, but also, if you just looked at the way the community responded, initially, when Pagat started taking on the gangsters, drugs, or uh, bombs or not, People were behind them, and there was a turning point um, in that particular campaign as well. When they when they seemed to have overstepped the mark in yeah. the minds of many. Well, it was very interesting, you know. Um, on Millennium Eve, so 1999, New Year's Eve, we were convinced that something was going to happen. We were convinced that somebody, whoever they were, the nameless um, uh, perpetrators of yep. the urban terror campaign and planners and uh, of the urban terror campaign, were going to do something. And there was this huge millennium party on Robben Island. And two of the reporters, actually Annika and Catherine, were deployed to this. And they encountered Steve Twitter, the late yeah. Steve Twitter, who then was the Minister of Police, Minister of Safety and Security, Security I think yeah. we called them then. And um, actually collared him and said to him, listen, Mr. Minister, like, should we really be here? Aren't you worried about what's happening on the peninsula, like on the mainland kind of thing? And he was a really great guy. He was like, I mean, they don't make ministers like that anymore. And he was very good about not overstepping the mark, not revealing too much, but revealing enough to say, don't worry about it or yes, worry about it. And he said to them, don't worry, it's under control. I know it is. I'm going to have a drink and we're going to celebrate millennium. And that's kind of when we felt, 
all right, maybe the the back has been broken of this thing. Yeah. But it really was. I mean, it was a city under siege for the longest mm. time. It's also a testament to how quickly we bounce back as a yeah. citizenry because it's this is recent history, hey? Yes. I mean, this is not Very that recent. long ago. Yep. And we bounce back and people don't even remember that it happened. The intelligence guy behind some of these investigations, Mzwandele Petros, who oh, then yes. eventually became our commissioner. Yes. Judge Nathan Erasmus mm. sentenced... Uh, I think it was one or two people to about 11 life terms in relation to the terror attacks. The judge had to, and I I was fortunate enough to be at his house, he had to have bulletproof glass all the way up the front Mm. because people had threatened his life. Uh, So much so that the judge couldn't, he he had a nervous breakdown and couldn't walk properly. Shame. Um, So this terror attack and the terror campaign, and as much as people saying, some people will phone in and go, it wasn't a terror campaign. Mm. Rubbish. It was. We were in the throes of it. No, we absolutely were. And you just never knew. You would go out at night and you just wouldn't know. And it really, I mean, Cape Town, and I remember when the 7-7 bombings happened in London, watching Ken Livingston and that outpouring when he was still the uh, the mayor of London, that outpouring of we will not let them win, we will carry on, We we will move forward, you know, and this rousing speech that he gave live and off the cuff on several major yes. news uh, uh, for several major news houses uh, kind of standing in the middle of, of all the destruction and devastation he gave this and it reminded me then on 7-7 that we were the same Cape Town was the same mm-hmm. and Cape Talk was such a huge part of that for me because people were able to pour out their grief their upset their mm-hmm. fear get the kind of information that they needed really quickly. And I think, you know, I'm happy to say that it's one of the things that I think we've retained through those years. Thank and that's, it's just a lovely thing. Sometimes I walk into Charlotte's office and we have discussions and <laughs> we end up finding ourselves saying, you know, well, you know, back then. Back then. <laughs> like, we're, like we're totally old toffees. I mean, remember, we, and I know you're talking about this on Friday, so I won't yeah. say too much of it, but you and I broke 9-11 together. That is correct. You were doing the afternoon show and I was reading news on your show. And that we is. Broke 9-11. I still yeah. have the tapes. As a matter of fact, I actually have the recordings. Oh, you should bring them. I'm gonna, you know, we should like reminisce. Got them down in memory lane. They're in cassette <laughs> tapes. Charlotte, you are, I mean, you can you can call yourself a veteran. You don't look like a veteran, but you can call feel yourself like a, a veteran. veteran. We all God. feel like veterans, don't we? But thank you for joining us. Thanks for sharing a bit of your experience in your life with us as well. Thanks, Kino. Here's to 20 more. Hey? Absolutely. Thank you very much.